0: Is Inside Exec today? We are joined by one of our international guests, and this is Taylor Proctor. And Taylor is here to talk to us about being positive, among other things. So, welcome, Taylor.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: First of all, we might let you tell us and our listening audience a little bit about the journey that you've had so far.
1: Absolutely. So it's kind of a twofer. I have my personal journey in discovering leadership and embracing vulnerability for myself as I led myself through life. Mm -hmm. But then I also had this amazing opportunity to lead a team recently, a work that I was just thrown into and to be able to embrace imperfection and vulnerability in that department as well. So on a, on the personal side, I was, very much afraid of vulnerability and being seen as less than perfect. Mm. And that made me a very angry and unhappy person. And I really, I really struggled for a long time. And it wasn't until, and of course I'm giving you guys the short version, but Mm. it wasn't until I realized that I really had to put in the work and I wasn't inherently just naturally going to be this bubbly, happy, upbeat person. And I had to work on my mindset and really get vulnerable with myself and take leadership of my life that it wasn't until I was able to do that, that things started to shift and change. And I'm so grateful for that because in my corporate job and corporate world, I had several years of practicing this on myself before I was given a situation that was really interesting and exciting. I got a job at a corporation that I was hired on to spearhead this new capability. So it was really exciting and I was going to be leading a small team and it's kind of the startup mentality up to me to figure out what I would do with this capability and how I would set the culture and set the tone and have KPIs and make it measurable and meet client needs. And so I was really, really excited for it. And I think we've all been there, right? We've all taken a job that has been that like that challenging, that exciting and kind of that full ownership and responsibility. Yeah. I stepped fully into it only for it to not happen. I took the, I had been at the, my previous place of employment for five years and I was like, this is my dream job. I'm totally going to take it. And so I stepped into the new role at the new company and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. They had hired me thinking that they would have two clients right away within like two weeks of hiring me. And so they really quickly brought me on and those accounts, that new business fell through mm-hmm. and I was there for about seven months twiddling my thumbs trying to provide that value like anyone who is in ever been in a leadership position like you don't really twiddle your thumbs right yeah Yeah. so (laughs) that's just impossible and so I Built out this whole entire department and new capability based on like strategy and assumption going like, please, like I have all, all the pieces in a row, like let's put them into action and then pivot and adjust as we need to. But I feel like I have a solid foundation. And of course, I'm not in control of the new business piece, mm. not on the biz dev team. And so just it kind of went nowhere. So after seven months of helping here, helping there, trying to provide value in so many ways, they came to me, and they said, "Hey, we have this new capability that we are really excited about, and the client is not very happy with a lot of the like team leads that we have presented them with. We know you can lead a team." A side note: You're not really doing anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and. and We know that you really wanted to get into this, like getting a new capability. This is that area. It's an area of your focus, which I have a strength in content and social media. And they said, so we want you to kick this off and lead this team for like just the next three months. And then we'll get it figured out and go from there. But they start on Monday and they came to me on a Thursday. Wow. (laughs) They came to me on Thursday and they said, oh yeah, and the team will be in for their first round of training tomorrow on Friday. And then you'll all start on Monday. So we walk into this room on Friday morning, and it's a team that I haven't hired. It's a new capability that I have been downloaded on the afternoon before. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, we're going to do this. So we have the initial training, and then Monday the client is in town and does this week-long training with us. And after they left, we had our team was on a- on approvals, And so the client would approve and the client said, hey, you've got this. I'm going to have you approve too. Mm -hmm. So I'm approving my team to go live with uh, these social media posts on behalf of the client. And I've had the exact same amount of training and time and prep that they have. Wow. The exact same. (laughs) And I have them coming up to me and being like, hey, so what should we do about this? Or how should I respond to this? And my first instinct is like, Heck, if I know, like I've had the <laughs> same exact training you have, <laughs> and but as as a leader and leading a team in this new capability, my first instinct was like this clenching of my body and being like, "Oh my gosh, I should know i I'm supposed to somehow automatically right know <laughs> the answer to this, and I don't, and so my brain was in this like high gear of trying to find the answer because I felt like as a leader I had to then I realized I had a choice I could either pretend or I could gain the trust of this team yes and be vulnerable and mm-hmm. so I looked at the individual and I said you know honestly I don't know either I've had the same exact training you have I think we should ask the client and mm-hmm. see what they think and ask them for a little bit more information And the individual was like, okay, great. Yeah. And I said, do you want me to send that? Or would you like practice being client facing? You can send it this time. Okay, great. So I shot over a message, tagged everybody in it so that everyone could learn from it. Mm -hmm. And we moved forward. It was in that moment that I really had to go, okay. I don't know what I'm doing. They don't know what they're doing. We've had one week of training. It's a global, international, very big deal client. And we are going to figure this out. And from then on, it has been one of the most rewarding and amazing experiences of my my life. Mm -hmm. And to really be able to work hand in hand with this team and watch them grow and know that My job is not to be perfect and to not have all the answers. My job is to support them so that they can do the best that they can in their job, in their careers. And the best way I can do that is by raising my hand and sometimes saying, I don't know, but we'll figure it out.
0: In in that sense, we've talked to a few people who've talked about that being the ideal situation and being a safe environment for people to work in. Have you found that that has encouraged more innovation in the team? 100%
1: because yeah. they're not scared yeah. to put yeah. forth ideas. Yeah. There's not a power struggle of and I've been on teams like this where it's mm. like I have an idea and I want to raise my hand but then my mm. boss like shoots it down because it wasn't his idea. Yes. You know? Because yeah. yeah. he was afraid to be vulnerable and say he didn't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And so by Setting that standard, that precedence, yes, the team is so much more innovative. And if a process isn't working, instead of kind of toughing it out and gritting through it, yeah. they raise their hand and say, hey, this isn't working. What if we adjusted this, this, and this? Yeah. It's like, absolutely, let's give it a try. Yeah. And it's in the marketing space. And I I think that marketing in its, in its essence is testing. Mm-hmm. What works, what doesn't work. And yeah. so what works for us as a team? or process and procedures. What works for us as a team in cultural trainings? What works for us as a team in innovative responses? Here's a a side benefit. It hasn't put a ton of extra pressure on me.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Like the team can be innovative and we all grow together Mm -hmm. and there's no, there's, there is pressure on me, but it's not the same kind of pressure. I don't have to know all the answers and that allows me to learn and grow and be free to help and support them as much as possible because it's not about me anymore um, it's about did, supporting that
0: looking back do you feel that you also were able to draw on experience you already have through your other jobs you would have had a lot to do with people interaction getting people on board getting them to have ownership and good communication these skills would, would have been with you, and were you able to use them in this situation, even though on the technical side, there was a lot of learning and growing?
1: Absolutely. We've all had that that terrible boss, right? Mm, and yeah. hopefully we have them pretty early on in our, in our careers. But I look back, and I am so grateful for that time with that boss, because it taught me so much. Yeah about communication. It taught me so much about how to be on a team Mm. and how to communicate in a way that makes sense for everyone and how to set boundaries and not have it be that power trip. And so that was, I learned a ton about that stuff from a terrible boss, funny enough, but also
0: everyone is a mentor in some way.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then there's things like growing up my whole life, I always played sports. I did team sports as well as individual. And so there's a lot of communication, leadership that happens there. But then I think the biggest thing, if I can go back to the personal side of leading my own life, shortly before, about two, three months before I was asked to lead this team, I actually became certified as a life coach, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that helped immensely as well because I had undergone training of how to communicate with people to help them work together to achieve their goals, and ultimately, that's what any team, especially a work team, is all about. You're all together, working together to achieve a goal, and you just happen to get paid for it, so how can we make that the best experience possible? fully focus on your your question there absolutely tons and tons and tons an entire lifetime of communication vulnerability practice leading up to this point
0: did that interest me that that you're in an environment that we would consider fairly high pressure in terms of a a corporate or a a career world and you chose to train outside of that as a life coach what yeah what led to that
1: (laughs) So. On the personal side of things, it's something I wanted to do for a long time. And the opportunity came up, I mm-hmm. had the money, and I decided I wanted to do it. And so I became certified. And on on the back side of things, as well as being a certified mentor and coach, I also have a daily podcast where I share tips on how to be happier. And so a lot of that eked into the corporate world because who doesn't want to be happier in the workplace as well Mm -hmm. yeah
0: we talked uh, to Maura Sweeney about that very topic about being happy and being happy in the workplace Mm -hmm. and we asked her a question that we put in your list of questions as well so we might Mm -hmm. ask it now is, is what is being happy at work
1: think that can differ for several individuals. So I would love to share what I think it means for me personally, mm-hmm. and then what I think it means for more of a general uh, workplace audience. Mm-hmm. Well, for me personally, happiness in the workplace is, in one word, interdependence. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't do well with someone trying to tell me everything to do and thinking like they can do my job. Also, I do do well knowing that I am trusted. I am respected to own my piece as it works in a puzzle for the greater good of the organization and knowing that I can rely and trust on the people around me to do their piece. And I don't have to make up, I don't have to make up the, the in between or the gap mm. on that. So mm. to use it in one word, it's interdependence. I really thrive and love kind of that startup challenge mentality. I like putting processes and procedures in place and I'm happiest when I can have that interdependence, I can lead and I can change the lives of my employees, but also the lives of my clients Mm -hmm. in what may seem like small ways. But if you really look at it, we're all individuals, part of this collective, right? And as an individual, you want to go to work and enjoy what you do. And there's some astronomical percentage here in the U.S. of, I want to say it's 75% of employees leave because of their boss or their leader, mm-hmm. not the actual mm-hmm. job. And nothing and at so, all to do
0: with what, how much they're earning.
1: Exactly, exactly. And so that's because it's that's a one-to-one individual concept, so I really thrive and think that happiness for myself comes from a place where I can work on the individual level, but make a, a large impact and a significant impact in the organization and in the individual's life by being my goal. I don't meet it all the time, I'm sure, but my goal is to be the best resource for my team as possible to support and lift them up. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that that crosses over greatly into an individual's like what that looks like for a happy workplace. Yeah. Mm. And you brought it up earlier. Number one, first and foremost is psychological safety. Yes. And if you can have that, you can have a, a job that allows you to be creative, a job that allows you to be your unique and authentic self while stepping into a, a role that can be challenging and teaches you new skills and helps you learn and helps you grow and sets you up for success, like who wouldn't want to come to work eight mm. hours a day <laughs> in that kind of atmosphere? And so mm. I think that a lot of what makes me personally happy in the workplace can cross over to what a, a collective of individuals can be happy in the workplace too. Yeah.
0: Do you see your team obviously is happy and productive. Do you see that team ethos reflected in other teams in your work environment
1: in some ways yes and in some ways no mm. one thing that's interesting about my team is like i'd mentioned their new capability yep. so oh i should kind of wrap up the story so after three months yeah uh we did a huge global product launch where we ran we were manning the social media on behalf of this client and after the three months my job was done. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to get them through. I was supposed to hone and find someone within the team to internally promote to team lead. And I would go back to my original role. And at the end of it, I said, you know, I definitely want to have a team lead in place, but I want to go the next level higher, which is where I'm actually supposed to be. I want to take this capability to the next level. I want to get other clients. I want to really grow this out and have it be be something beyond just a one-off ask. Uh It's kind of my baby now, and I really think I could take it to those next levels if I still was able to have some part of it. And so the company was great, and they said, yes, absolutely. You've done a fantastic job. We want you to keep on owning this in a capacity and move forward. That being said... I see that there is that availability and that happiness in other departments around the company, Mm -hmm. but I don't see it in the same way I see it on my teams, purely because we are so different. We are different in the services and solutions we provide than the rest of the company, and we are also so different in we're still fairly new we're like, it's been, it'll be a year here in about a week. And so we're still fairly new, great retention on the team, which is awesome. I'm really excited about that. We're so different and we've had a different cultural upbringing. I credit that to me having that in that very quick moment of my whole body tensing up being like, you got to be perfect right now. And then letting that go and being vulnerable, yes. it's changed the whole dynamic of everything. And so that's kind of been the the North Star for me as a leader and what I try to teach my team leads. And I think it's the North Star for the entire department. So I think it's possible to be happy in other areas in the company, 100%, but I don't see anything similar to what we have. And mm-hmm. I'm very proud of that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: That's where we're going to take a break in this discussion with Taylor Proctor. It is really very fascinating. And please join us again for part two of the discussion. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne. We are talking with Taylor Proctor about team leadership. This is Insight Exec.